Moncrief on News Talk. Uh, right, over the last couple of decades, Ireland has produced many great prose and poetry writers, and it's probably only a minority who at some point haven't had their work published in The Stinging Fly, the literary magazine that this year celebrates its 25th anniversary. Declan Mead is one of the founding editors. Declan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. And congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Uh, say, say now the amount of submissions you would have in you know a regular month and the amount of submissions you would get 25 years ago, what's the comparison there? Uh, well, very little comparison. So it, at the very start, we obviously went around begging people, I suppose, to, for submissions because we were just starting out. Um, and we probably got a, a hundred, hundred, up to, between 100 and 150 submissions, I'd say, for the first um, issue. And that probably stayed like that for the first couple of years and then slowly built up. And then a few years ago, we started taking online submissions and obviously the magazine has kind of grown in stature over the years. But um, so now I think the most recent submission round when we just opened submissions for a couple of weeks for to, and that would give us more than enough to read for the next few months. Um, so we'd get about 3,000 submissions then. At My that stage. God. And so there'd be probably 1,600 short stories in that. And then probably... Up to, well, I suppose maybe 1,500 poems as well, mm. because po- people can submit more poems, but yeah. And a lot of those submissions, would they be from already established writers? No, I mean, like we, our focus, I suppose, is to provide opportunities for new writers starting mm. out. So we push that message as much as we can. And so we do get a lot of submissions from people who are just starting out, probably working towards, let's say, their first book in terms of a collection of poems or a collection of stories or starting out in a novel. Yeah, yeah uh, but though at the same time, it, it's... it's um, you're you're kind of victims of your own success, but 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 internationally, editors and and agents will be you know will be getting their subscription to the Stinging Fly because they know yeah. that that's where the you know, the new hot things might be. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way it's kind of ended up. Anyway, I suppose like from the start, we w- I wanted to set a kind of benchmark in terms of quality, so that people would feel proud to be published in the magazine, and that mm. was a one way of kind of. Uh, attracting writers to the magazine in the first place that they would know that they could be assured that we'd publish them well and then by continuing to do that over time I suppose it does mean that um, a, a writer publishing there now is kind of likely to receive attention from agents and yeah. editors and so on. Has your sense of of, of uh, literary trends has that changed over the last couple of decades? in the way people write or the things people write about? Um, I definitely think it has, but um, I haven't... Like, we, to be honest, we don't have time to keep track of, of that to any, in any great degree. I mean, we'd have conversations about, oh, there seems to be a lot of stories about death this time. Or, <laughs> uh, you know, I, certainly, like, when... like So we've obviously published through the Celtic Tiger and the collapse of the Celtic mm. Tiger and austerity. And that obviously impacted on the stories that we were um, reading and receiving during those t- times. It's, we've become a more open society. So that impacts on, on the, on the, the type of types of people who are, are writing and the stories they are telling. Um, and I suppose it's those news stories that are perhaps more more urgent and more important for people to tell and and oftentimes I mean I and I think writers starting out also are looking for 
for new stories to tell. Mm. Stories that they feel are missing and that are important to tell. And that's what they, they're attracted to telling those stories. And I'd have to say we were probably attracted to publishing those stories as well because they feel new and urgent to us. Yeah. But is there still though a strain of what, what might one might consider to be traditional Irish writing in, you know, somebody comes uh, home from England to their family and there's a dark secret type stuff? I think that like secrets are always going to form part yeah. of it, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and absolutely. And I think, you know, that's part of the, you know, that's part of what writing allows us access to, which and it's a very important function of writing, kind of the revealing of secrets and um, secret lives. Um, so that's there are always going to be secrets. And then it's I suppose it's a way it's perhaps different ways of telling the same stories mm. um, that becomes important, too. Yeah, the, the, the is there a kind of, you know, because you've been doing this for 25 years, is it still a note when you see it? Or when you read it, yeah. the quality rather than you, there's, there's some yeah. template. It's very hard. Like we obviously get asked all the time what we think makes a good story, and it is that it is that you know all editors um, are first and foremost are people who love reading, and uh, when we can read something and have the experience that just the sheer pleasure of reading something new and exciting, um, and th- we're not we're not kind of. I suppose you're just able to breathe in the sense of we're not worried about is this what is what is going wrong here it's it's more about like this is a story we haven't heard before and mm. it's and it's been well told and you're kind of judging each piece that you read on the basis of you know the question of like what is the writer setting out to do in this piece and do they achieve it and it's when they do achieve it that it's just a kind of clear, straightforward yes. Yeah. We want to publish this. And people, and we feel that people ought to read this work because it, you know, to our minds, it, it, yes. it achieves what it's set out to do. Uh, but are, are you, to, and I don't mean this in a negative sense at all, are you, are you to some extent, you know, two beats ahead of the audience in the sense that, you know, a, a writer might come to you and have written something in such a way that it might take uh, the ordinary reading audience a while to to understand this or to catch up to it? Um, well, I would, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, a, I wouldn't personally call myself somebody who goes out of his way to re- read, you know, experimental or avant-garde yeah. fiction. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I like the, a good story well told. Um, but I suppose, you know, having read as much as I have read <laughs> for work over the last, uh, you know, I'm 52 now, but, um, you know, so, 25 years working with the magazine and and in publishing so I've read quite a bit yeah but yeah. um and yeah so I'd hope that I am kind of as I'm reading a new piece of work that I'm kind of getting a grip on what the what it is that the writer is setting out to do and and obviously the lovely thing is then when you're surprised mm. in that you know and confounded and kind of you know that the, the writer kind of controls the narrative in such a way or the the writing in such a way that actually what you think is going to happen doesn't happen and there's this surprise and that is the thrill of that you know mm. which you, you always want to see or you hope to see as well Has there been a big surge in female writers? Um, I think absolutely yes I mean like one of the things we think about when in like in in encouraging people to write is that often people don't feel that they have the permission to do it uh, or they they or they feel that given their background maybe that um 
you know, writing is, is what other people do or it's mm. a particular class of people or, you know, particular education. Um, they have writers in the family, whatever. And, you know, that's not where I came from. That's uh, and most of the people who work with me, you know, so we want to encourage people to feel that they can give it a go. They should give it a go. Uh, and certainly in the 25 years that we've been publishing, I think the situation as, re as regards, um, you know, the number of women writing and and feeling that they can write and that there is an important story for them to tell, you know, that, that's been growing exponentially, I would say, probably mm. in over the time that we've been publishing. So, like, for... I'd say maybe for the first 10 years, we would have monitored the number of, you know, women who are actually ended up ending up in the on the contents list in the in the pages of the magazine uh, with the concern that we you know that we'd want to keep that balanced as much as possible um we don't have to worry about that so much anymore yes because the submissions are coming in more and more fr from women and it's quality submissions that we're very happy to publish yeah um oh well i suppose similarly are you starting to hear from writers who, you know, who are new Irish and might have Absolutely, emigrated yeah. here? Yes, and that's a big part of our work there is to encourage them to feel that they can, you know, that they have the permission to write in the same way and that we want to hear their stories and there's a, that there is a place for their stories to be published in, in the magazine. Mm. Yeah. yeah. When you started it... What possessed you to start it in the first place? <laughs> was it because it's, you know, literary magazine? Oh, yeah, yeah, that put a deposit on that house now. Kind yeah, of thing. well, that, yeah, that's worked out really well for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, no, it was, I was, I, I think I was trying to find a way into this world, the world of, of writing. Like, I had loved reading from an early age. I, I'd very much enjoyed writing. I'd always kind of write the short story option in 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 any of my English exams. Mm. Um, so I enjoyed, enjoyed being part of that. And, and But editing or publishing never came up as a career option because it's just not known about. It's a kind of mysterious world that usually thrives on connections and, what you know, like it's a small industry. Um, so I, I would have been recommended maybe to become a journalist or a librarian or a teacher, you know, something to do with to do with books. But um, but then I, I, you know, I thought, well, I'd actually like to try and write myself. So when I came to Dublin first in 1995, I joined a couple of writing groups and did a couple of courses in the Irish Writers Centre. And what I found was meeting people who were at that stage in writing a lot of the time after the class or the the, the, the writing group, we'd be t we'd talk about you know opportunities to get published and it just wasn't that many at that time and so a friend um, and myself uh, my friend Eve Kavanagh and I we decided well let's just set up a magazine to to take in this new writing and have a look at it and and we'll publish it if 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 it's you know if we want to if we if we get excited about it and I suppose like Eve worked on the first couple of issues with me and I by that stage I kind of caught the bug and could see that this was something that was that felt to me like important and necessary work I I think probably in my mid-twenties around that you know which is what I was then I was looking for something meaningful to do really and mm. uh you know, I found this, and I, I, I had studied business in in the north of Ireland, in Coleraine. I'm from County Louth originally, but um, I, yeah, I was 
just the idea of something working in business didn't appeal to me but Actually, as it's turned out, there's quite a lot in business involved in publishing, as <laughs> yes. you know. As you know. <laughs> but no, it, it turned out none of it was a waste along no, the way. No, uh, no. Declan, uh, congratulations again, and thanks a million for coming in to us. That's uh, Declan Mead there, one of the founding editors of The Stinging Fly. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.